Hello, beautiful, gorgeous person on the other side of this podcast. We are so excited to have you joining us today for another badass episode of High Vibe in It. Welcome to the show. We are here to help empower you, inspire you, and help you live your most high vibe life. And today, Miss Lindsay and I have a very special guest, Sharin Eskandani. Wait, no, Eskandi. Yes. Wait, Eskandani, you got it. You got it. Eskandani. Why did I think I was wrong? Uh, Anyway, I do this every week. I'm so sorry. Sharin is here to join us. (laughs) She's a coach, guide, facilitator, and life alchemist. And we're about alchemy alchemy on this show. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with my words today? We are all about alchemy on this show. So we're really excited to have her. Sharin, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I am just as excited to be here. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. It's nice to have a fellow curly girl here on the show. I'm just like admiring everyone's hair today. Lindsay's got her hair up in a cute little bun. We got some curls going on with Sharin. I got some loose curls, some second day curls happening. (laughs) If you guys are watching on the Patreon, you can see what we look like instead of just hearing our voices in your little earbuds. But Sharin, can you tell the people like a little bit about what you do and maybe how you got started in this work? And then I have some juicy questions to dive. Yeah. So I call the work that I do life alchemy, um, because I believe like all of us can kind of create gold out of whatever life has given us in any moment, no matter what our past is like, no matter what our present is like, it's about really creating the gold. And I do that through kind of mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation. Those are the tools that I use to create gold myself and with my clients. Um, the way that I found myself here, um, is, is kind of a funny story, like many of us. I did not think I would be doing this work. So I used to be an opera singer for like- <gasps> oh, I have goosebumps just <laughs> wow. thinking about that. Yeah, so when I was like a young girl, I come from a super musical family and I just love to sing and singing was like the one thing that brought me so much joy. And it, it, it just when I was on stage, I felt most myself. And so I decided to pursue singing and when I was growing up where I lived, I was like very much a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, I never had to do any of the inner work. Cause I just, you know, I'm an, I'm an immigrant child. I grew up in a predominantly white community. Um, and so I think anyone who's listening can understand when you feel like you're left out, you create these coping mechanisms to feel like you're included, like you're like everyone else. And so for me, those coping mechanisms that I found were people pleasing and perfectionism and overachieving. And so, you know, that served me quote unquote, really well. Um, especially when I was an undergrad and I was singing and I was just like really great at what I did. And I was like, yes, I'm amazing. I'm worthy. And then I got to New York to do my master's and that's where I live now. And I realized that like everyone was amazing. Everyone Mm -hmm. was hardworking and that sense of identity just crumbled because I'd never had a sense of identity outside of being perfect, being a perfect singer and being the best singer and being like unique among the people that you were around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. So like what makes me unique? What makes me special? All of that, like just went away. Um, and of course, so you, you try to cling on to those same tools that you have. Right. So like I, I worked even harder. I pleased even more. I was trying to be even more perfect in a profession that like, there is no such thing as perfect. Like it's just not possible in the arts. Right. And so this got me really far. 
Um, however, I was completely burnt out. I started to really resent and hate singing, which was like the thing that once used to bring me joy. But from the outside, I was, I had this like really perfect quote unquote successful career in life. Like I was one of uh, a very few of the students who graduated from my school who was singing full-time pretty much right after I graduated. I was making my income that way. And I was singing at some of the best opera houses in the world. And my big wake up call was in 2016, 17, I got a call from my agent, like the call I'd been waiting for my entire life. And he was like, Sharin, the Metropolitan Opera wants you to sing in Carmen. And so the Metropolitan Opera is like, literally like the Olympics of singing. Like it's like where you wanna be. And I had always imagined this moment as a young girl, like talk about manifestation, but if we want to talk about this, we can, I feel like you can manifest things by willing them to happen or you can manifest them by allowing them to happen. Yeah. I was like manifesting things through sheer will. Um, and so I manifested this thing. However, I'd always imagined feeling so much joy and so much like love and like feeling like I am enough. I am good. Like I always thought I'd get this job and finally were proved to me that I was good, that I was worthy, that I was enough. And I got the contract and I looked at it and I realized I felt none of those feelings. If anything, I felt like worse. I felt like, oh my gosh, you don't deserve this. You're not enough. And that's when this like light bulb went off for me that I was like, whoa, if this can't fulfill you or make you feel fulfilled, then it's not the external things that give us all these amazing feelings. And that's not, it's not the external. Cause you know, sometimes you get something and you're like, oh, but I probably don't feel fulfilled because if I had gotten 10 K more, like it, it would be perfect. And then I'd feel that way. Or, oh, if my partner was like maybe two inches taller, then it'd be perfect. And I wouldn't feel this, but like, this was the perfect, perfect circumstance, perfect job offer. Um, and I didn't feel that way. And so I just realized nothing outside of me was ever going to make me feel whole or worthy or enough. And so that took me on this whole journey of figuring out what my identity was and who I was internally. And uh, I had a year and a half to prepare for my role. And so in that year and a half, I worked on my singing, but I also worked on myself for the very first time. So I started working with a coach and I got into mindfulness and mindset. And to this day, I say my greatest accomplishment in life isn't singing at the Met, but it's singing at the Met and enjoying every part of that process. I was able to be present. I was able to be grounded. I was able, even when I messed up or things were weird and, and awkward, I was able to just be so present. In the past, I would have taken a mistake and made it like, you know, a, a two second mistake would have been like a four day extravaganza in my head, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just the <laughs> yes. And, and that's what was making me so burnt out. That's what was making me so resentful of singing. It wasn't the singing. It was how I was doing it. And so I reclaimed my how, um, but also in that process, I realized that actually, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I realized I actually really want to do coaching. And so I slowly started to make that transition. And, and now um, I coach pretty much full time and I sing once in a while. I, I do concerts um, every so often. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the journey to coming here to where I am today. First of all, can we just talk about how amazing the stories are that come out of our guests? Like this has got to be like top three amazing life journeys. We've never had an opera singer on before. And I just think that for you to be able to 
for, for something to be able to be like the thing for so long for you and for you to give yourself permission through the process, of course, and I'm sure it wasn't overnight, but to give yourself permission to pivot and to change and to be like, you know what, that served its perfect purpose in whatever way that it was. And now I get to decide going forward. The biggest, one of the biggest uh, privileges we have in life, I believe, is to change our minds. And we don't always give ourselves permission to do that, especially when we build something up so much that's supposed to be the solution, you know, or the, the, the reason or the why or the how. So kudos to you for doing that. I love your journey. I love your story so much. Yeah, I really, I really personally resonate with your story because I grew up training to be a classical ballet dancer like my whole life. So same lifestyle, same upbringings. I mean, classical arts are hardcore. (laughs) And like when you just attach your identity to this one thing for so long, it's honestly devastating, even if it's your choice to not do it, Mm -hmm. which for me, it kind of was and wasn't because I had injuries. So I felt like it wasn't my choice. I felt like it was taken away from me, but it's either way, it's so hard to just shift (laughs) because you're so attached. And I'm glad that we've been, we've been kind of exploring this topic a little bit on the show because with Joe Holly, we really dove into this. We had a ex-professional football player on the show and he helps coach men through the transition of like being this professional athlete and then having to be like a quote unquote regular person (laughs) is hard. So anyone who's ever struggled with an identity shift, I think can really like feel themselves in your story. So I'm super glad that you're on here today to just, you know, share your journey and talk to us about healing and how, how you were able to shift your mindset from feeling not good enough, which I think when you do disciplines like that, it's weird because you're like, Oh, I'm so good. I'm the best. I'm super talented. I practice harder than everyone else. But then at the same time, your teachers are always like, you suck, (laughs) get it together, stand up straighter, shine brighter. And so you're like, I'm the worst, but also I'm the best. Like what's going on? (laughs) Right? Like that's how I always felt as a ballerina. And so I'm curious, like, how did you nurture yourself to feel like to claim your goodness that you always had and to claim like your enoughness that you always were, how were you able to make that transition in your mind? I mean, it was, it's a practice. It's work as you both know, right? It's like a constant practice, but I think when you're on your self-growth journey, there's like those formative moments are just so like important. And what I discovered about myself and it was really detaching myself from like what I do is not like who I am. What I achieve is just like, that's something else. It's like the cherry on top, whatever, but like I am whole and worthy just as I am in my imperfect self. And I think a lot of it had to do with like, you know, it was a lot of being with the thoughts that I was like running away from, um, being with the thoughts that had always been there. And like, I remember when I, when I was first doing a lot of mindset work, And this coach I was working with always made us do like these thought dumps, like just writing our thoughts down for like five minutes. And I was like, this is torture. (laughs) Like this is terrible. And like, why would I even want to see this? And it's something I do with my clients all the time. And that's how you know you're supposed to do it. Cause that's exactly (laughs) right. Makes you confront that. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. And it was just the self-awareness of the thoughts and then being able to shift those thoughts slowly and change them. I think that's something I really believe in strongly though, too, in our industry is sometimes I feel like we're asked to shift our thoughts way too quickly. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm supposed to do like, I am, I'm like for 30 plus years, I've thought I am not enough. And then like, I'm supposed to go look in a mirror and say, I am enough to myself. 
And I just, it just, I was like, wait, this is, I don't, I don't know about this. And so really about doing it slowly at your own pace. Cause I, I really feel like our healing and growth and our wellness should meet us where we're at. Like it should push us, but it should also be able to meet us where we're at in our lives. Because if it doesn't, then it's not sustainable. Then we can't kind of keep it as part of a practice. And so, um, yeah, just finding that in, in my, and also in, in meditation, being able to be with my thoughts and become still. I never knew what stillness was like. I'm even to this day, like I'm still a very go, 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 do, do, do kind of person, but my meditation practice and mindset work have really helped me just like be way more grounded in who I am. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? There is, and if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing in the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. For me, as a mother, I love doing the morning meditations uh, that are easy to do with my kids because it's easy to follow along. They really do love them, and it helps them start their day in the best mindset possible. And as a hypnotherapist, of course, and a mother, that's very important to me. Headspace also has helped me be able to wind down with their wind-down sessions. I have some trouble falling asleep sometimes and really quieting my mind. Uh, so Headspace is really great to help you kind of drift into that comfortable, deep sleep. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash vibin. That's headspace.com slash V-I-B-I-N for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. And as a listener of High Vibe in it, you get it. So go to headspace.com slash vibe in today. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's so many things, but um, a lot of it, like I said at the top was like, I am not what I do. I'm not what I do or what I achieve. Yeah. That was like the biggest lesson and the toughest thing to work through. Yeah. I love that you talk about meet your, I can't remember how you said it. I'm going to paraphrase you. I'm so sorry. Meeting your self-improvement where you're at or meeting where you want to be, where you're at or something like that. It was so important. I know Kelsey has a lot to say about this as well, because we do talk about this so much on the podcast where, you know, we talk about now, even the word, the term toxic positivity is becoming kind of outplayed, but it, it doesn't stop being a thing. It doesn't stop being true. You know, you have to talk about those things that are being taught that aren't necessarily one size fit all. And I wish people, more people understood that self-improvement, self-empowerment is not one size fit all. You, I cannot do I am statements. And so as a hypnotherapist, I, the first thing I teach my clients is like, there are things that will resonate with you and there are things that won't, and all of it is okay. And if you can, you, there are ways to fix and tweak affirmations to fit how you yourself take in information. And it's, I wish more people were 
aware and give themselves the grace that like, maybe this doesn't work for me and that's okay. Instead of, cause what a lot, a lot happens, a lot of times what happens is people will try these things. They won't work. And then they'll just get so discouraged and be like, well, I guess affirmations suck, you know, but that's not it. It's just, you haven't found the thing that works for you yet. And that's okay. Um, so thank you again for bringing up such an important thing that needs to be said more often. Yeah. We're big on authenticity and gentleness especially when it comes to affirmation work like that Mm -hmm. can be hardcore if you're like lying to yourself it's just going to create more internal like uh damage (laughs) than good so I'm glad that you said that and for anyone who's listening and like oh yeah I'm totally vibing with this idea we've done like one or two or maybe even three episodes about affirmations and how to use them in a more gentle like how to really customize them so they feel good to you in that moment or at least help you to feel better, not worse about yourself. So there's some episodes, just go back into the archives and listen to the affirmation ones. Those will really help you. But I love this whole idea of being gentle with yourself as you're healing. And it's bringing me, segueing me into asking you the question that I've been wanting to ask about like people's intentions when it comes to healing work. Because as you've mentioned a bunch on your Instagram and I feel the same because I used to be like this, a lot of people come into this work to fix themselves they say i'm healing but really what they're doing is trying to fix trying to change because they don't accept where they are or how they feel or whatever um can you talk a little bit about like a beneficial vibrational uh supporting energy around doing healing work versus like the detrimental approach yeah i mean i definitely the beginning i i really thought healing journey was about fixing yourself right and that like there was some hole I had in me and that all of these tools and practices were going to be filling that hole. And, you know, after all these years, I've really come to understand that like, I was always whole and that all those things that I thought were quote unquote, whole W H not whole H W H double. (laughs) Yes. With the W different kind of hole. There was no no hole with an H as in Courtney loves band. It's a hole with the W. I don't know if that's a reference that anyone will get because I'm, Oh, Oh girl. I'm with okay. you on that one. <laughs> but, you know, um, but it's really understanding that all of those things that you think are like flaws are actually part of your wholeness yeah. and to really learn how to like embrace them. And, but I think what unfortunately happens at the beginning is like, we're looking to be fixed. And when we're looking at healing from that lack mentality or that deficit mentality, then we, what ends up happening And I think an unfortunate thing that happens in the wellness world is a lot of people take advantage of this is that we are grasping and searching for desperately that solution, that fix for us. And so I found myself in these spaces in which now I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, that was like harmful or that wasn't helpful or, you know, that was, that was, that wasn't healing. Like that wasn't growth. That wasn't any of that. And so, um, I kind of had to learn the hard way. I really had to learn the hard way. And I think actually for me, one of the, the biggest things was um, I'm not Buddhist, but I, I really love reading anything like Thich Nhat Hanh, Tara Brock, um, Pema Chodron, reading those things, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a second. And they're telling me that like, I am whole as I am. I'm abundant just as I am. And the more you play around with it, I think what really served me well and what I really underscore with the people I work with is curiosity. Just Mm -hmm. be curious about it. One of the affirmations 
that for me stuck at the very beginning that I, that, that I was like, wait a second, this works. It was just like, let's just see what happens. Let's yeah. just see what happens if we start to think this way, or let's just see what happens if we practice this. Let's just see what happens. And one of the big ones was like really trusting that if it didn't feel right for me, then it wasn't, I don't care how many Instagram followers this person has, yes. how many years they've been doing the thing. If it doesn't feel right for me, then maybe this isn't the modality. Maybe this isn't the teacher. Maybe this isn't the workshop for me right now, or maybe forever. And I think I started to really reclaim, this is something big that I talk about, just really all of us reclaiming our sovereignty and our agency and our healing journey. And that really does start with realizing you do not need to be fixed. Okay. Just as you are, you are whole. What we're learning here is not to become a better version of ourselves. It's to go back to a more true version of ourselves. Yep. That's the term I've stopped using to is self-betterment because then that, that implies that we're like working towards something that we aren't. And there's like a before yeah. and after and the before is trash and the after <laughs> is better, right? Just as we know in the body, but body neutrality movement that that's not serving us it's the same thing with our souls and our spirits. And so, yeah, I think this idea, and it's, I think it's something that at first it doesn't make sense, but then as you slowly start to apply the work, you're like, wait a second, actually, yeah. I don't be fixed. Well, and it, it, we're working against centuries of conditioning, especially for women, you're working against society telling you the exact opposite, <laughs> you know, and these, these things you learned from your parents, even that were unconscious that you kind of carried with you voices in your head that are not even your voice. So, you know, again, going back to give yourself that grace and understand that it doesn't make sense in the beginning, but the more you kind of, one of the things I teach, uh, in my sessions is uh, same thing. We're not really improving upon who you are. I really love self-empowerment, the empowerment to a remember that you've always been a badass, you know, your soul came here, a brilliant, pure form of badass. And you just need to remember and reconnect to that part of you. And the answers will, will come, you know, the, the puzzle pieces will fit and then it will feel easier. It just, you know, it takes a minute and it will feel weird because again, there's so much telling you that it's not true, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I just, you know, thought, is also, as you two, I know you've experienced, the more you do this work, you realize that even those things that you think are quote unquote flaws, they like never go away. Right. So you just, under, you, you gain a greater understanding of them. And then when you start to understand why they're there, you understand that compassion part, you're like, oh shoot, this is, this is what my perfectionism is. And this yeah. is what it's trying to achieve. And you can have so much love for that. And so I, you also start realizing like all those flaws really are truly a part of you and they never go anywhere. They're yeah. always with you. They're sometimes soft voices. They're sometimes louder voices, but you learn to have the tools to be with them. Right. And so mm -hmm. I think that was also really big for me too, where I'm like, oh, these things actually don't disappear. They're always going to be yeah. part of it. Yeah. Well, there's that saying, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. And I think that speaks to it. You know, it, there's never going to be a moment where you're not going to have things to, to look at or, or observe, or maybe understand more. There's never going to be that day where you're not, you're going to be completely problem-free unless you're dead. So if you're here, you're going to have things. So, you know, it's just about having those tools and that, uh, what did you say? Um, well, I'm just going to say empowerment, the empowerment, the agency to really kind of give yourself permission to know yourself more 
And then by knowing yourself more, you know, there's also that saying, I love sayings. There's this one that's like, those who don't love themselves simply don't know themselves. And I love that so much because the more you do get to know yourself, you can't help but love that bitch. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting excited now. You can't help but love yourself if you really truly know your true, true, true essence. And I, I just, I just love that so much. So sorry for all the bitches out there. I didn't mean to call you the word, but I'm getting passionate about it. So yes, Lindsay's getting passionate. Usually I'm the one saying all the quote unquote bad words. Dude, I mean, I, I'm shocked that I did it first on this one. That's Usually great. I'm excited. The tables have turned today, but yeah, Sharon, I think that's a really important point that you made. And maybe it's like probably pooping on some people's like personal development dreams, but the reality is like, you can't get rid of these parts of you that you don't like. You just get better you at kind living of embrace with them, them understanding mm-hmm. them, embracing them, holding space for them and having so much awareness that you create new choice points where you don't have to act from them from a place of like detriment so then your perfectionist doesn't have to ruin your life your inner anxiety doesn't have to ruin you your inner critic doesn't have to stomp on you every chance it gets you know like it might still try it's probably gonna be there but then you know how to be like oh I get what she's doing I know why she's here Mm -hmm. and then you have a totally different relationship with it and you don't have to let it unconsciously rule your actions choices behaviors thought patterns you get to be the loving, compassionate witness, which um, I think, yeah, curiosity is like the name of the game. Because if you can be genuinely curious, you can really understand and understanding is what leads you to the self-love, like how we've been saying, because like Lindsay said so eloquently, when you understand like your truest essence, you can't not love it. Like it's actually so lovable. So So, the way I said it exactly like that. You're right. If you guys haven't heard about HelloFresh by now, they send you fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. And HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients that ensure you won't spend money on excess food that ends up going in the trash because we don't like being wasteful. So that's super awesome. This weekend, we just made a delicious chicken pasta dish that the kids loved. And that's a really big win in my house because my kids don't actually like anything I cook. So this is a good thing. Yeah, um, my sister and I, I actually went to visit my sister this weekend and I brought some of the meals because I wasn't going to be able to finish them all by myself because my boyfriend went out of town, long story short. And we had so much fun cooking together and HelloFresh makes it really easy. Like they give you a card that says like the order to do the recipe in, where to spend your time, how to prep everything. So it's fast. Like I feel like where I get hung up with cooking is I don't know the most efficient way to like clean up and work as I go and yada, yada. And it takes forever. And and then I'm like starving by the time I even eat. So HelloFresh makes it easy. And one of the things that I love about it too, is it gives you ideas for cooking. Like they break it down super simple and then you get inspired and you're like, Ooh, maybe I can try this next time or this next time. And there's so much variety and fun stuff to play with. So even if you don't love cooking like me, I still think HelloFresh is fun. So you should definitely go check it out. Go to hellofresh.com slash vibin14 and use code vibin14 to pick up 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's a crazy deal, you guys. So go to hellofresh.com slash vibin14 
and use the code VIBIN14 for up to 14 free meals. Well, and we oh, say, we've said this a million times before, and I'm sure we'll say it a million times more, but every part of you is trying to love you. It just may have outdated info. It might have, you know, working from a place of, of misunderstanding because sometimes it's loving us in a way that makes zero sense logically, but it is every part of you is coming from a place of trying to protect you, trying to keep you safe from whatever. And, you know, as we talk about a lot on the show, once you can kind of understand that you, it, it's harder to be mad at it when you can understand it from that point of view. So just another step in the right direction. Let's give some examples to prove this point, because I think for some people out there, they're probably like this fucking annoying part of me that's ruining all the relationships I try to make is like trying to help me like what the fuck. So I'll give a personal example and then maybe we can go on a round table. I did it first, but she just, she just like quadrupled (laughs) all the swear words because just because I did it first. I love it. (laughs) No, I wasn't trying to. Okay. So for me, for example, when I first started doing this work, I tend to be on the anxious spectrum, more or less on the, d- depending on the day. And, um, I was like, so upset with my anxiety. And I was like, Oh, this part of me that's always anxious is so annoying. Like I hate her. I want to get rid of her, whatever. And when I started doing this work, I just asked her like, why are you here? Like, what are you mm-hmm. trying to do? Like, what's your agenda for me, for Kelsey? Like, give me the lowdown. Like, I just really need to know what's happening here. And my anxiety was like, yo, I'm the pre-worry. Like I'm trying to worry on your behalf. So you don't have to worry in real life. Like I save you from potential pitfalls. Like these are all the things I do for you. This is how I'm trying to help you. And then when I understood that my anxiety was trying to help me, I was like, oh my gosh, my anxiety is my friend. Mm -hmm. She might be an annoying friend, but she's my friend. She loves me. She cares about me. And then I was like, oh, I love my anxiety. Even though she's so annoying. Like I think people confuse like and love and they think that to 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 love a part of yourself you have to like it because we think we say things like I love pizza but that doesn't mean you actually like love pizza that means that you really really like pizza but you use the word love instead right so it's like you don't have to like these parts of yourself to love them to have appreciation for them yeah and to understand I'm like sometimes I don't like my siblings but do I right. love them? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Same like with that. my spouse. He's great. Sometimes I don't love him. I mean, like him, love him. I love him all the time. Sometimes I don't like the stuff he does. Sometimes I just don't, you know, anybody you are around a lot or that knows you and you know them so well, you're, there's going to be moments where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like but you always, always love them. And I think that's so much more powerful. And a part of you is just like that as well. Um, I have an example. I actually yeah. have an example. Kelsey. Give your example. And then sometimes Sharon Kelsey will be like, what about you, example. Lindsay? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. I have no example. To, uh, so today I do. I actually, as some of you may know, Kelsey definitely knows. I've been so my whole life, really. I don't like the spotlight. I barely did this podcast if Kelsey didn't tell me to do it. <laughs> She's like, you're coming. You're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, I just don't, I don't like a lot of eyes on me because then I feel like there's a lot of expectation and I'm afraid, you know, and when I kind of, so I didn't go on lives. I didn't do videos. I didn't do reels. I didn't do anything on like where I was by myself and I had to like, just make it up and do it. Ugh, gross. But once I kind of dove into it, I realized, okay, maybe I have a little fear of judgment. Why do I have a fear of judgment? Hmm. Because as much as I love to boast about the fact that I don't really like people. I'm kind of antisocial and I like to be an introvert and I like my own space and that sort of thing. 
one-on-one people are great, but like crowds of people, my dad's the same way. So maybe even though I love that part of me, maybe I also secretly also want to be included as well. Nobody wants to be excluded. Nobody wants to feel that way. I don't think. So it was interesting for me to kind of understand that because I've always, even to myself, I've always been like, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's cool. But maybe I was trying to pre, you know, preemptively protect myself from the possibility. And so I just never put myself in a situation where that would be a possibility. So I just think that once I understood that, I was like, you know, yeah, I just, I really don't, I really don't need to be afraid of that. That's fine. You know, like I know the value I bring. And so it really does help when you kind of dive in and, you know, reluctantly understand those parts of yourself. Cause again, for me, like that was going against everything I was in my head proud of like, yeah, I don't need people. I just need me, you know, like that whole like independent, I think that can be toxic in certain situations as well. But it was interesting for me to kind of to dive in because I, I I did not expect that. I really didn't. But it's very, um, very progressive, I guess, for me to be able to move out of that. So I'm still working on it, but it's going pretty well, I think. <laughs> nice. I love it. You have sure uh, an example? Yeah. I mean, I have so many. So um, many. <laughs> so many. Um, Pick your favorite. My favorite. Uh, no, but like, I, I think this, like the, this is the power of being curious and asking questions instead of like judging something or shaming something. Um, yeah. but for me, like one of my big ones and one of my big, like aha moments that I've had, like kind of, it, it was a big revelation I had right before the pandemic. And I've really been working through it is like, I have this thing of like, when things are going, a lot of us have this, like when things are going really well, I'm just like, okay, get better, get ready. Cause like something's going to go bad. And like the rug's going to be pulled from it. Like, just, just get brace yourself for this. That's Um, a big one for me. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Mine is kind of, so I really started kind of tending to and thinking about and working with this. And like one of my very, very first memories. So my family immigrated to Canada from Iran And my mom threw me and my sister, I was like four, my mom threw me and my sister, like this beautiful birthday party for both of us before we left Iran. Um, But unbeknownst to us, because of course the Middle Eastern family and at the time, like you didn't talk about feelings or emotions or what was happening. That was actually a goodbye party for us. Like it was, they they told us it was a birthday party because it was around our birthday and all the kids came, but all the adults knew we were leaving and kind of really understanding Mm. where the root of this wound comes from of like this like little girl who was like so happy and then like the next week was literally kind of taken from everything she knew um it's like that inner child work now like when that appears I just know it's her kind of freaking out and so I just like I just send her so much love and compassion and that that's it's just you know in those moments those parts of us are being activated right and we're just going back in our memory machine and so for me, that's been a really important one because things in my life are actually pretty great. And like, if she's on constant alert all the time, like she's tired, yeah. I'm tired, we're all tired. So that's been just really like a lot of the work that I've been doing. And again, like, I don't think everyone needs to know the source of where it comes from. That's right. not important. We don't, I, I was able to locate it and that helps me. And, but that doesn't matter. But like having that ability to, understand why it could be doing that and mm-hmm. showing it compassion because when we judge it which is what we usually do as we both all know here it just gets louder it's like a little kid having a temper tantrum and it usually gets its way so so that's just been my thing that I've been really working through and having a lot of like 
aha moments and but also it's a practice it's a total practice yeah. with that one yeah yeah I I completely resonate you know with with that whole okay things are going good what's about to go wrong because you know different stories but I grew up in survival mode I had to have a plan B C D E and F right so anytime I'm not using that muscle of high alert and like trying to fix and trying to you know make sure that all the plates keep spinning if I have a moment of Zen, I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't normal. This isn't okay. This isn't, you know, and that's just, again, my alert system kind of, um, going off. But I think, I think most people listening can have a moment where they're like, you know, I do have this. And what if I just asked a question? What if I just tried to communicate with it? And again, I love that you said, you don't need to know the source. I can't tell you how many people will come to a hypnotherapist and say, can you please help me remember repressed memories? And I immediately will say hell to the no, because it's, it's something that needs to be repressed. In my opinion, if you don't remember it, your body and your mind have a great uncanny ability to protect you from the stuff that's just too hard to process. It will probably make things worse. Open up a can of worms. I'm not one to go fishing inside someone's mind to, to think, to find this stuff. So I think that it's important that we kind of drive that home. Like if you can't figure out what it is, that's fine. You can still start where you are and, and begin to love yourself. And, and again, show yourself that grace and, and just ask questions. You know, if, if this were trying to protect me, what would it be trying to protect me from? Boom, there you go. And if I can do it, you can do it. I'm just saying. Has anyone else had that issue where they are passionate about health and nutrition, but it seems like all the protein powders out there are either toxic or full of weird ingredients, or they come in this huge tub that's like a lifetime supply of chocolate. And you're like, I don't want to eat chocolate flavored things every day. (laughs) If you've had any of these above problems, I'm very excited to introduce you to one of our new sponsors, Gainful. This S-H-I-T is the bomb. I've been using their plant-based protein powder now, which has literally only like five ingredients. Gainful is cool because they have you take a five-minute quiz that helps them to consider your dietary needs, your goals, and unique physiology to personalize your formula, which is really cool. So I did the quiz. It's super easy. And then they sent me a couple different things to try. And everything's awesome. And my favorite thing about the protein powder is it comes unflavored with all these separate flavored packets. So you don't have to be married to one flavor for the rest of your life and get bored. Or you can put protein powder in things where you don't necessarily want it to have flavor, like your smoothies or acai bowls. So I'm definitely loving this product. They also deliver your supplements with no shipping charge every month and you can cancel anytime every gainful customer gets complimentary one-on-one access to their own registered dietitian available anytime to answer your questions and gainful's rigorous quality control process ensures that your supplements only have clean ingredients you can pronounce like i said along with zero artificial flavors colors or sweeteners so this is basically the most high quality, clean, nutritious protein powder. And they also make this super bomb, uh, what's it called? Pre-workout that I've been using. And man, that stuff will get you fired up in the best way. My workouts have been 
way more awesome since I started using that pre-workout. And I should mention that my boyfriend who used to play in the NFL, he's tried all the pre-workouts and he said that this one from Gainful is his favorite. So you guys definitely need to check this out. And for High Vibinet listeners, you get $20 off your personalized supplements, which is awesome. So go to gainful.com slash vibin. That's gainful.com slash vibin for 20% off gainful personalized nutrition made for your tastes. Something that I really um, encourage my clients to do is I always say like, there are symptoms of when these parts are being activated. And sometimes Uh because we're so into it, like we can't even like, it's like, you know, when you're overworking yourself or you're going to get a cold, like then you stop and you're like, wait a second, my throat feels funny. Like it's, it's the same thing when these parts are activated. So if you can figure out what those like symptoms are, of like what you kind of do, what you start to believe, how it starts to feel somatically where it is, then you can like be like, oh, wait a second. This feels like the symptoms of when I'm, you know, activated from it's my, this is my anxiety part, or this is my like little girl part or whatever it is. And then the questions we ask ourselves, like, what are you afraid of? What are you trying to protect Mm -hmm. me from? And like, what do you need? What do you need? And how can I, how can I make, you know, and sometimes it does not know. And all it needs is for us to just be with it. And so, um, yeah. Sometimes all the child needs is for you is to feel like it's just being heard and understood. And, you know, as a mom of three kids, I can tell you that is absolutely true. And it's true. I love the analogy. I say it all the time. I'm like, your, your, whatever's going on with you is an alarm system. And it will, it's like a child screaming at your leg and it will get louder and louder and louder until you cannot ignore it anymore. Um, So yeah, very, very important. Just be with it, just hear it. And sometimes that's enough. I think it's important that you brought up when these parts get activated, like mm-hmm. AKA when we get triggered, it can be a good opportunity to do the work, but sometimes that's not the time to do the work. Like yeah. that's why it's really beneficial to see a coach every week so that on the day when you're feeling good, you can actually troubleshoot and figure out what's going on and problem solve because what happens when you get triggered is your brain actually gets hijacked. You start sweating, you, you know, like your body has a visceral response. You can't think clearly. You're not going to be in that moment. Like your most self-loving, compassionate, understanding, logical, rational being, you're going to be losing your shit, which is cool. So when you're losing your shit, just give yourself permission. This is happening. I don't get it. I don't like it. That's cool. Whatever. Surrender to the experience. And then when you're having a more normal time is a good time to dive in and do the work. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I think people feel like this pressure, like, Oh, mm-hmm. when I get triggered, this is the time to go into it and fix it and heal the thing. And this is my chance. And it's like, no, it'll keep coming back. Don't worry. This isn't your one and only yeah. chance. I have like a really great example of this, um, where I was able to use it, but like, it was that like split second where you're like, mm, I mean, they're going to lose it or like, <laughs> and, so my husband was during like deep into quarantine when like, I had, hadn't gotten a pedicure in like, I don't know, it seemed like 10 years, but whatever it was, we're like on the couch. My husband is one of the most supportive, loving human beings. Like I, I just manifested the most mm-hmm. wonderful human for myself. And we're on the couch Shout out to our men real quick, <laughs> love, love him so much. And we're on the couch and he's like massaging my feet or something. And then very sweetly, this was like when the world started to open up again, he's like, Hey babe, do you want me to, do you want me to buy you, gift you a pedicure? And like my mind and my mind just went to, oh my God, I'm disgusting. And he doesn't Mm. want to be with me. I'm unworthy. Like, look at me, this, that. And like, I just, I was able to like tap into, oh my gosh, is that the truth? 
I'm with someone who loves me. And like, it's, it's those moments where you're like, yeah. oh my God, this shit works. Yes. <laughs> I could have started an argument, but I was able to, to pot, to go into what we call the sacred pause in, in mindfulness and like, just be like, is this the truth? What is the story I'm believing? And it's like literally like a fraction of a second. Right. And mm-hmm. some days you can do it and some days you can't. And it's being able to give yourself the grace and the compassion on the days that it's not so easy to do it. And on the days you can do it to really acknowledge it and congratulate yourself, because I'm sure you all have this with your clients, the people you work with, where they don't realize how big those moments are. Right. Right. And like, for me and my clients, I'm like, that's huge. This is huge. Like the ripple effect of this apply, like this is huge. And so being able to acknowledge it and celebrate it when it happens, it's not a small thing. It's mm-hmm. a very, very big thing. Um, but yeah, and then he, uh, I got, I got a pedicure. So it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And that's why I think why it's such long lasting, sustainable work, because it is so incremental, you know, if you, the, and, and we we've said it already, if you attempt really to jump the Grand Canyon in the beginning with all of these things that don't necessarily work for you, but you're pushing through it anyway, it's not sustainable. Even if it feels good for a couple of days, this is why we fall back. This is why we go to the beginning again and have this like cycle of starting over because it's just not sustainable. So when you have these small incremental, vic- not even small, but incremental victories where you can be like, I didn't even have to think about that. Like, that's just automatic now. That is automatic now. And so that's something to celebrate. And that means that if it's automatic now, it's probably going to be automatic for a really long time. And so I think it's important that you brought that up. It's never going to be like one day you wake up and you're a whole new person, but you'll notice those moments where it doesn't seem so hard to to do that, to have that, the sacred pause and to, to really reframe and, and bring the perspective in that you want to have versus where you're just going to let yourself be carried to, you know? So that's, that's really big. I'm glad you said that. And I feel oh, like I just love this. That example is the perfect example of how meditation and like self-observation and becoming that like objective witness can become so beneficial in your life because Mm -hmm. you can literally just watch yourself and narrate yourself do things. And I know like in our house with me and my boyfriend, if I'm freaking out and I'm getting triggered and I can realize what's going on, I'll be like, Jeff, I'm freaking out. I'm triggered. It's probably not about you. I can't help but cry right now. Like I need, I think I need space, but actually every time I say that, I really just want you to come give me a hug and this is what's going on. And you just like narrate the experience. And that way people don't have to create stories. Like how you went straight to that story of, oh, he thinks my feet are disgusting. He doesn't want to be with me, blah, blah, blah. Like those are just the meanings that we assign to things. But when you can just like verbatim be like, okay, these are the facts is what's going on I'm losing it and that's okay for now like then I feel like it's so much easier to ride the experience because you're like in it but also you're like watching it you're like Mm -hmm. in and out of it at the same time and I feel like that's one of the really underrated like benefits of having a great meditation practice is like when you're watching your thoughts or watching yourself or doing any sort of self-inquiry it can really translate into helpful tools for your daily life yeah or reels it's not just oh meditation helps my anxiety it helps me fall asleep it helps me to relax like it will help you to watch yourself Mm -hmm. even when you're freaking out (laughs) yeah and I I struggle with like in the moment let's say of of me being triggered or when I see these parts activated in my relationship it's hard for me 
or let me say this, it is a process for me to, to take a break and, and separate myself versus wanting to fix it right now. Like that's a thing for me. Um, but it, it's kind of like, I could push through. It rarely works. It rarely does what I want it to do if I push through it and try to fix it in the moment. Cause it's like trying to fix something that has a cloud of dust around it. Like you can't see. So if you wait for the dust to settle and remove yourself, take some breaths. Like I've found that when I am able to do that, I can come back and be like, okay. Cause if I don't, I say stuff that makes no sense. <laughs> and I just like, I'm speaking from emotion and I have a hard time doing making sense anyway, but especially when I'm hyped up or, or upset or, you know, feeling it. So it does, it does help if you need to just say, listen, I'm, I'm, as Kelsey said, I'm feeling triggered. I just, I'm going to step away for a minute. I'm going to collect myself. And then I can, I can be able to express and understand where you're coming from and hopefully express so that you can understand where I'm coming from, you know? So uh, it's, there's, it's not, it's underestimated, but it's so important to be able to, to do that for yourself. Hey, you guys, as always, we definitely want to let you know about one of our favorite sponsors, which is BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is an online place where you can go to have professional therapy and counseling at a really affordable rate. BetterHelp has you take a little quiz. They match you with someone who is going to specialize in your goals, whether that's working through your anxiety or your depression, or if you have a certain goal in mind, or you just want to feel better overall, or maybe... I know I used BetterHelp when I was going through or healing from a breakup, I should say. And you can never have too many resources and too many like support systems in your corner. You just can't do it. You can't go wrong with that. So that's why we love to recommend BetterHelp, especially because during these crazy times, I think it's nice for everyone to have a therapist on their side, <laughs> help you work through things, process things. And in under 48 hours, you can be communicating with your new counselor or therapist after you get matched up from taking the little quiz. And everyone on there is really knowledgeable, really professional. And let's say you get matched up with someone who you don't love, you can always switch professionals, which is really cool. And another great benefit to BetterHelp is that Maybe in your area, you're limited to certain people who specialize in certain things, but BetterHelp is for people worldwide. So you're getting access to so many more resources than you could naturally have on your own in your city. So definitely check out BetterHelp. It is one of a kind and it is so helpful and very affordable. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibin. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash V-I-B-I-N and join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We have a special offer for our high vibrant listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash vibin. Once again, betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Yeah. And the beauty of this is like the mirroring of the inner relationship and the outer relationship, mm -hmm. right? Like what have we been talking about this whole show, how to understand yourself, how to hear yourself, how to love these different parts of you. And it translates to your relationships like big mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I think a lot of people underestimate how much self-love work will change every single relationship in your life. Because I know I wasn't really able to manifest a super duper duper awesome partner until after I had done a lot of self-love self work. And it's not to say that you have to love yourself fully before you can manifest a good person. Like obviously you can learn self-love when you're in a relationship, but um, 
it does make a big difference. <laughs> yeah. No matter when you start, like there's no wrong time to start it or rather the best time was yesterday. The second best time is today, <laughs> wherever you are, you know? Um, yeah. You no, know, the this first, okay. the very first coach I started working with was actually love and relationship coach. Um, it was y'all, I was like hot mess, Miggy. I turned 30 and it was just like, Woo, it was bad. It got bad. So I was like, I think I need help. And I'd never heard of like, co like coaching at that time. And I think it still has this, but I don't think it has much of a stigma, but it really did then where it was like coaching was just this Tony Robbins thing. Like, what yeah. is this? Right. And so anyways, but I was just in such a, such a place. And actually I was listening to a podcast and this coach went on it and everything she said resonated with me. So I was like, I need to work with her. And she was 11 relationship coach. And I was like, great. And for a whole year, we did like inner child work. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I want, I thought you were going to show me how to like make a nice Tinder profile. I thought we were like all these things. However, right through the process, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is what, what I needed to cultivate. And again, like with, with anything you manifest, like, yes, you can manifest it, but can you actually sustain it? Can you actually yeah. like allow it to thrive? And I think um, one of the things I remember she said to us was like, yes, you can attract that person, but it's very hard to sustain a relationship in which like there isn't some sort of equality in, in the work that you both are working on. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it was like, if I work on my self-love and then I can attract a partner who is also on that journey. Right. Cause that's what I, I really wanted. Right. It wasn't just like a hot human being. It was really someone who had this like inner emotional resilience and spiritual resilience that I was working on that I hadn't before. And, um, and that's what I, what I manifested. So I'm so glad you brought that up because I a hundred percent agree. And it is something you can work on when you find that person. And, and, you know, there's no such thing as we've said to being fixed or healed or whole, like wholly healed. Um, but it's a process. And I think that we attract those people as we're on our journey too. Yes. Amen. So many benefits to all these tools that we always speak at you guys. And that's, I mean, this is why we talk about it because we find it helpful. We're not trying to tell you how to live your life. We're just saying, Hey, this is some things that we've tried. It's been helpful or not helpful. <laughs> and so we just wanted to share because everyone is just figuring it out, trying to do their best, you know, learning as they go. And we just happen to be people who like sharing that journey with you all. So hopefully you are resonating with it, enjoying it. Um, if you are enjoying it, leave us a five-star review. Hey, what up? Hey. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Sharin, I think it's about time that we wrap this up, then head over to the Patreon. But do you have any like last thoughts or little tidbits of wisdom that you want to bestow onto the people? Give us the best piece of advice that people can get started with. No pressure. Right now. Oh <laughs> Five, four. No. I, think, I think that maybe the one piece of advice would just be like that this growth journey, this healing journey is meant for all of us and all of us have the same right to it. We have the same, just it, it's, it's for all of us. And there's going to be times on the journey where it feels really like, is this for me? Am I like, am I this type of person who mm -hmm. does this? And it's really about you finding the things that work for you. Right. Yeah. And, and really creating just as anything in life, whether it comes to the way you eat, the way you move your body, 
the way you, you know, are with your partner, everything is unique and special to you. And so your wellness journey, your growth journey should, should be just as unique. And so really be patient with it, be curious with it, find those people that really resonate, they vibe with your energy and, and just trust yourself and know that this is for you. Yes. Yes. This is for you. I love it. And, you know, pick and choose what works. Try it on. Experiment. Get curious, like how we said. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. And Hang can on. you let everyone? There oh, we go. There we go. Yeah, I was, was going to say, where can people find you? I know there was something she wanted to mention at the end. So I want to know yes, how people peeps. can work with you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. And I also have a podcast, Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. Um, and also, I've I think this, this, this definitely this podcast episode will be opening, will be airing after um, the, the doors to my membership are closing. It's called the Alchemy Collective, um, but the Alchemy Collective doors open kind of seasonally. Um, so if you want to be part of my um, community of growth and healing and really reclaiming your, you know, your, your healing journey for yourself, um, that's where, that's where we can do that work together. So that's the Alchemy Collective. Sweet. Yay. Yeah. So follow her on Instagram. We will link to the Alchemy Collective in the show notes. Um, If I remember, which I hope I will see this when I edit and then I will remember. (laughs) I'll remind you. (laughs) Lindsay will remind me. Um, But yeah, we love you guys and we want you to have a great week. Linz, anything you want to say as we part? Anything you want to say? Well, as always, join the membership. You get seven days free. You get access to all of my hypnotherapy audios and bonus content that I release monthly. Um, And I just released three new ones and new bonus content uh, two days ago. So there's fresh, hot, fresh, hot cakes in there for you. I don't know. That's weird. But just join. Hot, fresh, hot cakes. Come and get your hot, fresh, hot Come and get your hot cake hypnotherapy Uh, audios. I love it. One day I'm going to get really good at this. And then you'll all be really... (laughs) You you won't even know what to do. <laughs> I think people like it when we're goofy, though. Nobody wants it to be like too perfect. That's oh, why I hardly gosh. ever edit the podcast. I just leave all the mistakes in there for the most part. Yeah. Unless I we will like- say, doing because we did live episodes before this, before we started pre-recording. That was hardcore. And I, it was like it was like learning to swim in an Olympic league <laughs> because I was so nervous, and I had you just have to do you have to do it. And so now I'm just like, eh, I said the wrong thing. I just, you know, what are you going to do? People will get it or they won't. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We just hope for the best. But yeah, anyway. everyone have a great week. We love you all. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing the show with whoever you think would benefit from it. And thanks for, you know, supporting us and loving us as much as we love you. So have a great week. We will see you all on the Patreon at patreon.com slash high vibe, where we will be continuing this badass conversation. Adios. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our high vibe in it community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe every week, we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes. If you want to be also in the loop that way and be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. 
Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.